Hey, welcome to the Health Coaches Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Howard Jacobson. Before we get to today's episode, a question. Would you like to become a wicked effective health coach to help people change their behaviors, change their habits, change their health destinies, and to be able to do it through a reliable process, one that works every time? If so, I'd invite you to check out the WellStart Health Coach Training Academy. And you can find it at wellstartcoach.com. And you can check and see when we're running our next training course. All right, let's get to today's topic. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Health Coaches Podcast. I am your host, Kevin Davis, and I am here talking with someone that I think is going to be pretty exciting. We've had a lot of questions from you guys about some of the business side of things. Um, and it just so happens that I have a great friend who is also uh, helps to train people on how to move their business online. Uh, her name is Amber Reynolds. She is a graduate mentor at the Online Trader Academy uh, certification course. She is certified through them. She's certified through just about every certification you can imagine. Um, <laughs> it's one of the things I love about Amber is she's like one of these lifelong learner kind of people. Um, I think. I don't know, every six months she decides something else that she can study and, and get certified or get a degree in or something. <laughs> um, she's the production manager for the online trainer show with Jonathan Goodman. Um, it's another podcast you can check out. And she's the founder and owner of Glow Mama Fitness, which is her personal business doing online training as well. So not only does she help people who are trying to move their business online, she also does it herself. So Amber, hey, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much. I'm super excited to see you. Yeah, it's great to see you. It's been so Amber and I um, were friends. We've worked together in the past. I used to live just down the street from her and now have uh, moved and we're about a state apart. So um, and Amber, actually, let's see what we we actually met, even though we lived down the street, because Amber was my I'll call it coach. She was our uh, captain of our volleyball team. Lord, yeah, the YMCA that was super short-lived. Uh, yeah. We tried. I mean, we had fun. <laughs> we'll just say we that. had fun. <laughs> it was a competitive league, and we were a non-competitive. We were not. So <laughs> we were there for fun. Yeah, exactly. So, oh well. So, um, Amber, but you know, before we came on, you were mentioning uh, just in case people want to look at all at some of the stuff you're doing with your website. Just you were mentioning that you're going through some restructuring of, of the business with Glow Mama Fitness. Um, so, just I felt like maybe it's a good idea to give people a warning that that is something that's yeah, being rebuilt yeah. right now. To totally welcome to go check it out. Um, if you want to go be nosy and kind of see behind the scenes stuff, you could go to glowmamafitness.com uh, slash online dash coaching. Um, and I'll take you kind of through the back end and then you can access whatever. Um, but I'm rewriting all of my sales copy and the packages that I'll be offering and all of that kind of stuff. So my business model is actually in flux right now. Um, but they are absolutely welcome to go check it out. You know, and and if you do go check out just like the "Hey, we're under construction" page, it's one of my favorite of Amber's pictures. So. It's super accurate. Like, if you ever feel bad about like the chaos of your home, like just shoot me a message, and I'll give you a video walkthrough of like the tornado situation that is my house. Like, you will instantly feel better. 
Yeah. Well, you know, actually, and I have like this whole list of questions, right, that I that I had people send in some stuff that they wanted to talk about and, of course, things that I thought of. But that kind of brings up a good topic that you and I ended up texting about the other day. Just this idea. Of course, we both have small boys in our house. You know, mine's a little over a year old. Yours is two years old and, and we're running around with them. Um, and that's the reality of life, whether you have kids or you have dogs or you have just a hectic life, that's how, that's how things go. And one of the things that I love about your approach to this is that you are very open and forward with people about, you know, the craziness that is real life and sharing that and then helping them to work around those. So, you know, do you think, do you have any insight maybe for people on how to do this even when life is busy? Yeah, um, you know, I think there's there's a big thing of, of understanding your values and priorities. Um, you know, if you don't have like three things to focus on every day, if you have more than three things to focus on, then you yeah. have nothing to focus on. So like I know every day my three top priorities. And then if I can fit in other stuff, great. But that's, that's you know, it's okay, fine. You know, if, if the laundry is not done and sits on the table and doesn't get folded, Matt, that's not a, a value or a priority for me. But what is, is... You know, taking care of my my son and uh, you know doing a good job at work and um, finding time to you know take care of myself as well. So I make sure that those things are are done. And if I happen to have extra time, great. But I don't feel bad about anything that doesn't get done beyond that. So I think just setting expectations and having a clear idea of what your values and priorities are, it makes it easier to let go of things that don't add to those. I love that as like a daily, you know, I'm, I'm kind of picturing, you know, having a whiteboard and, and writing up there like, okay, one, two, three, here's my things today. Yeah. I mean, if you, if before bed, if you have a, a, a notebook and put in, okay, tomorrow, these are the things I'm going to focus on. Like for one, it helps you clear your mind before bed so you can actually rest properly, but then you wake up with focus and not like, oh crap, like what am I supposed to do today? And feel overwhelmed yeah. with all of the possibilities because there's endless possibilities of what we could be doing. But if we wake up with focus, that, that makes it easier. Yeah, for sure. I, you know, and I think actually a lot of the questions and things that, that we get related to, okay, so I want to move to an online coaching business. I want to reach people and I want to help them. But there's so many things that I can look at. I can look at websites. I can go on social media. I can buy ads. I can whatever. And people end up actually struggling to narrow things down to what are the three things that I actually need to work on. Um, so, you know, for, for example, some of the questions that I got that people wanted to know from you is like, how do we get the word out? You know, do we need a website, social media, a Facebook page? Like what are some of the good priorities that you think? Yeah. Um, I'm going to borrow from Tony Bauer, who is a coach at precision nutrition and she taught, me one of my favorite phrases is have your BAMs, which are your bare ass minimums. So like when it comes to building an online business, these are kind of the three that I envision as being your, your BAMs. Um, so one is to uh, work on organic growth. And so that's gonna be through your social media outlet. Uh, which one doesn't matter. Have one that you focus on and that you are putting out quality content um, that is geared towards your target market. Uh, just keep in mind that when you're doing that, that you have a very clear vision and voice of who you're talking to. Because if you're trying to talk to everyone, you end up talking to no one. So just make sure that you have a clear vision. Like if you want to help like 
20 year old athletes, you know, after college continue towards, you know, whatever, great. Or if you want to work with new moms that have had a baby in the last 12 months, great. Talk to that person. Don't feel bad about leaving people out. Um, so the ways that you kind of do that is, you know, every day do a health and fitness post um, geared towards your demographic, add value. Um, so that's one. Talk to people every single day. Like when students come to us, they're like, oh, I haven't gotten any new clients yet. The first question we're going to ask is like, who did you talk to today? If you haven't talked to anyone, like, uh, well, that's probably why, right? <laughs> um, you know, and you don't have to go into sell. Like, be a good human and ask how people are. Um, yeah. I mean, it sucks when somebody's like, hey, how are you? By the way, do you want to check out my essential oils? Like, don't be that person because um, we hate those people. <laughs> um, but, you know, ask how people are, especially in today's climate. Like, everybody's extra stressed and extra freaked out about everything that's going on. So, like, people are craving connection. So, Go be a friend, like go, go do that and ask how people are and just engage. And if, if they bring up what you're doing, great. But other than that, just talk to people. And then from the back end, like the more social we are on social media, the more likely our stuff is to get seen, right? So yeah. um, that's another function of that. Um, and then outside of that, I'm, I'm gonna borrow from John who is the creator of Online Trainer Academy. He has two golden rules. Um, one is do a damn good job and make sure everybody knows about it. So like, talk about what you do, like not just health and fitness posts, but like what you do for a living, like let people know there's no shame in sharing what your job and your passion is. Um, and then the next one is what would it look like if it were easy? So think about, okay, when I look at trying to build a business and working with clients, what would be the simplest path to get there? And if you can take that approach to everything that you do, it's just going to be a lot easier because um, it'll help kind of get rid of all the what ifs or I could be doing this better or maybe I should do ads or maybe I should do a blog or all of that stuff. Like look literally for the easiest path for you as an individual. And that's kind of your answer. Yeah, I, I love some of that advice, you know, where you're kind of using what you've got and actually just being just you know, we, we talk about social media so much. Being social on social media is something that's that's actually a lot of times I feel like we kind of lack, you know, we don't reach out and talk to people as much as we just post something or share something. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, you mentioned the idea of sharing things about your work and about what you're doing. And while, you know, I know you Amber personally and understand that this is what you do. It's definitely like, you're one of the first people that came to my mind about this because when I'm on Facebook, you know, I also see, hey, here's something from the Online Trainer Academy or here's something from PTDC or like, you know, some of the stuff that you're doing being yeah. posted. So, um, yeah, I mean, your job is to be top of mind and that's literally yeah. it. Um, you, you don't have to be pushy to be in this job. It, it's literally just stay top of mind and let people know. And then when they are ready, you become the obvious choice. Mm, yeah, I love I love that concept too. just staying top of mind. I think that's that's like a big mm -hmm. Um, you know, you mentioned the idea of talking to people and just communicating a little bit. And something I want to point out, because this is advice that you've given me in the past is, is it's not even necessarily looking for people who you think want or need your help. It's just talking to people, you know, talk to random people. If, you, if you're on Facebook, for example, just talk to random people who are Facebook friends of yours and just be like, Hey, what's going on? Mm -hmm. Say hi to somebody today. Yeah, be generally, you know, genuinely curious about people. I mean, and 
even from a selfish point of view, like there's always something to learn from everybody. So again, if you go into it with the idea that you're going to sell, of course, it's going to feel yucky. Um, and it's going to feel yucky on their end too, if you go in with that intent. But if you go in, yeah. so how can I make a person feel seen and heard today? What can I learn from this person and approach it in that way? Good things almost always come out of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So so let's say that you do get some of this communication going. Do you, I mean, do you typically see then that people, because you're top of mind, people are then kind of asking you like, hey, how does this coaching or training thing that you do work? Or or where does that kind of Yeah, step how do you bridge the gap between posting about it and actually getting clients? Yeah, um, yeah. You have to provide the opportunity. You can't just post and, you know, cross your fingers and, and hope people reach <laughs> out. Like, that's not how that works, right? If you build um, it, they will come, right? Yeah, I build it and they will come. One of my favorite <laughs> uh, Good call. Uh, so there are a few things that you can do. So like when you're doing your health and fitness post, not on every post, but certainly what you can do is create a call to action. So for example, you could say something like, I'm looking for five new moms who want to lose X pounds or who want to do something quantitative, make sure it's mm -hmm. measurable in the next 60 days. Comment you know, tell me more in the comments and I'll reach out with more details. People have to be told what to do. I mean, cause you have to remember most people are on their phones mindlessly scrolling and they may react, but they may not draw the connection. Like, yes, I want that, but what do I do about it? You have to be explicitly clear about it. Um, so that's certainly one thing that you could do. Um, another is, you know, providing, uh, you know, some type of ethical bribe. And this gets into a little bit deeper of a more kind of advanced tactic um mm -hmm. but you could create an ethical bribe to create an email list that you know continues to build value uh so that way you are more in contact with people um so an ethical bribe just to clarify could be like some people will do an ebook or maybe a 10 hacks to whatever you know put in your email address and you know you'll get the thing you get added to the email list and then you have you know access to their inbox and then you can continue to deliver value and then occasionally have a call to action to engage with your services. So there's a bunch of ways, but those are probably gonna be your most most common that you'll see. Yeah, I love that it's not like just push everything every time, even even with the email list, you know, you talked about is to send value generally. And then once in a while say, hey, this is going on. Yeah. Um, our jobs are to provide value. Um, yeah. you don't receive without giving and in our job there is so much free information out there you know you, you have to provide very clear value before people will engage because this is while not something new uh especially the to people like us in this industry but to people outside of the industry this may feel a little bit different and may not understand so you have to build a lot of trust with your base sometimes before they buy in yeah um, you know, cause the other thing that you mentioned was the idea of putting out there like, Hey, I want to reach, uh, women who have had children within the last year that want to lose 20 pounds or, or whatever that is. And I can actually remember specifically when you were starting to do this, you know, moving your business online. And I can remember you posting something like that and I followed it. I was very interested and I can remember following the comments and it's like, Oh, Amber now has this group of people and her moving the business online is a real tangible thing already just from this one post. Yeah. So I, I can definitely attest to like, it's not what I've done myself, but I've actually seen you do it and, and be successful <laughs> with that type of a post yeah. as, you know, kind of reaching folks. 
Um, so, you know, you kind of mentioned there that that this is sort of a little bit of a new concept to people, the idea of working with someone online, whether it's a coach or a trainer, nutritionist or doctor, whoever they're they're speaking to. Have you noticed any differences lately? You know, I mean, with this whole COVID-19 lockdown that's going on for anybody who's listening to this live or, you know, clo- close to when we're recording it. This yeah. is uh, summer of 2020 and um, we haven't left our homes and three or four months or I don't know what, <laughs> you know, all of that, but people are working online a lot more. Uh, schools have, have kind of finished up the school year for the most part online and things like that. Um, have you noticed a change in people and kind of their response to the idea of, of working with you online? Yeah, I, I think, you know, from certainly from the, the service industry perspective, there's a little bit of pushback, like I have to be there in order to take care of people, which we know fundamentally that's just not true for most types of clients. There are some, you know, that are special cases, but for most people, it's not necessary. Um, so I think the situation has forced people to open up their minds a little bit about how do I still serve my client base? Um, and you know, obviously keep my job, um, and but still be able to take care of people. Um, so it's it's made people have to think a little bit bigger picture um, and to adapt, which is a good thing. We should all be pushed outside of our comfort zones occasionally. From a potential client-based perspective, it's kind of the same thing. It's, um, oh, I have to go to the gym in order to whatever. Some We always have some kind of excuse, like, well, I need to be able to go to the gym. Like, no, you need like a three by three foot of space. And that's all, yeah. you, you know, if that was really something you were, you were passionate about to get done, you can make it happen. Yeah. Um, so it's forced people to, again, be creative, be more open-minded. And I think it's interesting because I find that with online training and not just personal training, but nutrition, whatever, is it forces us to be more thoughtful in our approach because we aren't there. Um, so when we're in person, we're very reactionary online, you have to be very proactive. Um, so I find that for 99% of our trainers that we've talked to, they are better at their job online because they have to be proactive. Um, so their clients get the best version of them, although they may actually get less time with their, with their uh, trainer, coach, whoever, um, they actually get the best version of them every time, therefore getting better results. Um, so it, it works out better for both parties most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. I hadn't thought of it from that perspective. Just the idea of, you know, getting that extra, um, you know, out of the coach or trainer as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah cool you know, some days you go to work and you're just like, oh, I'm just not feeling like it. And you know, online coaching, you can get yourself into the right mindset. Like if you don't feel like it at 11 a.m., you can push it back, get a workout in, feel better, or, you know, go for a walk, whatever you need to do to get in the right headspace and then address it. Um, so that yeah. way you're in a better mindset when you take care of your client. So there's just, there's a lot of pros to being able to do this. And, and some people do a hybrid approach. They do, you know, in-person plus online or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. works, but it's, it's such a good way to, to manage and offer flexibility for both parties. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's interesting because we just, you know, you talk about a hybrid, of course, a lot of the, the work that, you know, especially what Howard and I individually do and, um, you know, if you're doing the health coaching online, a lot of that is like some calls or a Zoom call or some of that stuff nowadays. Um, but Howard and I actually just recorded an episode that will go 
uh, an episode or two before this one, I think is will be the release schedule talking about the differences between a live call versus being able to write an email or a text message or something where you can think about it and send it in a couple of hours yeah. and, and how that's kind of different. So, um, so, you know, I did have also some questions that people wanted to know a little bit about like more of the businessy things, sure. um, stuff like pricing, you know, I mean, is that something that you would recommend actually putting publicly out on the website? Like, Hey, $50 is, is what this is going to cost you or $500 is what this is going to cost you. And, and if so, why, or if not, why not? Yeah. So, you know, obviously we, we see both options happen and they can, they can be successful either way. In the OTA online trainer Academy, our, our position is nothing would tick you off more than going into a store and not knowing what you're potentially looking at investing with the caveat that it depends on your price point. If you're looking at spend or charging less than $300, then I would absolutely put it on the website. The thing is, is you'll have to make sure your sales copy makes sense that you're showing value uh, and that you're painting a picture for them. Because ultimately when it comes to price, it's not like, okay, well you get customized programming, you get X amount of calls uh, and all these other features. They don't care about the features. What they do care about is that you're going to be able to get them to from point A to point B and that right. you understand that. And that's what you're selling. Um, so don't bore them with all the details of, you know, how you get customized programming and all that stuff. They don't care. We care because we find it exciting. They don't. Yeah. Um, they just want to lose 20 pounds or get ripped or, you know, not have back pain anymore or whatever it may be. Um, but if it's less than $300 or so, absolutely put it on the website. If you're talking about higher ticket sales, then your approach is going to be more to have them book a call with you uh, because that's definitely more of a heavy investment. And chances are they are not as likely to buy in to something without having some FaceTime um, of some sort. And not maybe not literal FaceTime like in Zoom or Skype, but like a call. Um, some kind of uh, live interaction. Exactly, because they need to know who you are and who they're sending their money to. And they're going to need a lot of reassurance. Um, and you need to be able to address their objections. So that's, for the most part, that would be a good rule of thumb there. That's good. You know, we actually, uh, even for the coach training certification course that, that, that we run, we've got sort of a hybrid of that because we do post pricing on our website, but then in order to actually sign up, you know, we don't even have a link to make a purchase. You've got to call and you schedule something and actually we'll talk with either myself or Howard. We have a conversation, we make sure it's a good fit. And then if it's a good fit, now we'll email you or, or send you the link to be able yeah. to purchase. And that's a great point is making sure that they're the right fit. Cause if you're gonna charge more of a high ticket item, you very want, very much want to make sure that they are a good fit for your program. Cause you wanna avoid, sorry, the dogs are gonna go off here in a second. Um, naturally, imperfect action. So that's like a really big thing that we talk about is just roll with everything so you'll hear the dogs oh, that's our version of imperfect action in this house yeah. <laughs> um but uh uh yeah you know they're going to uh, remind me what you just said because the dogs threw me off <laughs> <laughs> well we were talking about the the uh the concept of actually speaking to someone and then and then making sure they're a good fit yeah because you know the last thing it. you want to do is have someone buy on your website and then they spend two three thousand dollars with you and then you have to refund it because they shouldn't have joined in the first place. Like that's yeah. everybody involved and it puts them, you know, 
they don't want to be told, well, you're not a good fit here, take your money back. You know, it's just, it's not a good, you know, situation for everybody. So and we don't want to be told that we're not a good fit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we're so. sensitive, us coaches. <laughs> you know, we're also empathetic and we just feel everything so intensely. Um, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely good to, to put in that time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, you know, part of what we talked about there was the idea of the client or the potential client actually getting to know us, you know, getting to know you, the coach. So on that same vein, we had a question that somebody asked that is, what about a bio? You know, do you put a bio and about me page on your website and do you make it really descriptive or just really as small as possible? Yeah, you absolutely do want an about me page. Um, if you have a website, I will say mm -hmm. that for most coaches, a website isn't ever really necessary. Um, at the beginning of us creating businesses, we get excited and we're like, okay, we need a pretty logo and we need brand colors and we need a website and <laughs> you don't need any of it. Like you don't, what you need is money and clients. Like that's what you need. Um, yeah. So those are just details and what I call productive procrastination. It makes us feel good. It feels like we're moving forward, but we're not really. Um, <laughs> but an about me page. Yeah. And what's funny about an about me page, although you're sharing information about yourself, it's still about them. Um, you know, so you can share, you know, oh, I've lived in the area for 15 years and I have a dog and all that stuff. Great. Share it. But it should always circle back to them and your ideal client. Like if you're working with, oh no. You there? We froze video, but we've got audio. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what happened there. Um, uh, you know, so like for me, for example, I work with working moms and uh, so I may tell my own story about, you know, how being a working mom and how it's impacted me. And that's made me passionate about working moms. And, you know, so it always circles back to your target market. Um, right. We actually do have a really good article that I can send to you as well to share with everybody about how to create a really good about me page that is oh, perfect. going to be, you know, conducive to your business other than just sharing about who you are. Yeah, great. Well. You know, you mentioned the idea of kind of sharing a little bit uh, about yourself and whether or not you even need a website at, as part of that answer. And one of the things that I really like about the approach that that you've taken, and I think this is actually one of uh, one of the things that John teaches maybe too, is having something on your social media that is just a quick blurb, you know, whether your description about yourself on Instagram or Facebook or wherever that is, like Amber, yours says, I help working moms reshape their bodies and um, um, and and be able to do. Now I'm going to mess it up it's and okay. be able to do, you know do the things that they want to be able to do with their lives. You know, do make it possible to do everything that they do. Yeah, Is that the wording. Yeah, on, on my Facebook, <laughs> I think it says I help working moms uh, fit back into their favorite clothes again without relying on motivation. Something like yeah. that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, you want to make it crystal clear what you do. Uh, mm -hmm. So especially online, because what's funny, especially on Facebook or uh, social media networks where there are groups associated with that network. So like right. I'm super active in a lot of working mom Facebook groups. People are nosy. And so they'll see you comment, they'll click on your Facebook page and they'll see your bio. And then you get random messages sometimes, mm -hmm. um, you know, that way. Uh, cause they see what you do or they, if you link your, uh, business page or your groups that you run or anything like that, 
you get new followers that way um, and you know just new interest so yeah absolutely do that um, just keep it very clear mm -hmm. and avoid trying to be too broad um, a really common issue is like oh, i'm afraid i'm gonna leave people out like leave people out like that's kind of like the point because how i talk to like if you say i want to work with women to lose weight sure but like i'm going to treat a woman in her 20s very different than a woman in her 40s that's had three kids um those are not the same thing uh, especially from a programming perspective, from a mindset, you know, perspective, a lifestyle perspective, it's just different. So you want to make sure that you're, you know, being clear. So I help blank to whatever it is that, you know, their goal is so they can, whatever their ultimate reason is like, nobody wants to lose 20 pounds for shits and giggles, right? Like they, <laughs> what they really want is they want to feel more confident. They want yeah. to, you know, with their significant other, or they want to feel like a boss when they walk into work because everybody else is, you know, fit and looks powerful and whatever. They want to go to the beach in a bikini they, or with their shirt off. <laughs> they don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to feel ashamed. Yeah. That's why they're doing it. So you right. have to recognize that when you kind of talk about it. Um, or you can take like the approach I did without relying on motivation. Like that's a really common obstacle that I hear. Like, ah, I'm just not motivated. Eh, it's kind of yeah. BS, but okay. We'll, we'll work around that. That's fine. So I address yeah. it in my, in my statement. Um, but yeah, please make sure that you share your, share what you do in your bios. Absolutely. I, I love that you did the without motivation part because, you know, that's one of the things that we actually end up teaching as we work with coaches is like, you know, motivation is great. No, but the reality is if you want your clients to actually reach success, it can't be all about whether or not you're motivated every morning when you wake up, you know, there's gotta be a bigger reason. So, but, um, you know, just that quick one line bio, I think is a, is a great way to kind of handle that sort of about me information. You know, it's kind of, you know, part of the question that, that we had was, you know, should it be a minimalist kind of a thing? That's a great way. If you want a minimal thing is like straight to the point, here's one sentence, and if they never read anything else, they know what you're about and what your business is. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so you know, this is this is a great one because I had a question from someone that wanted to know what are clients looking for when they visit your website, and we actually talked about just now that maybe you don't need a website. Yeah, um, you may not, right? So I think for for most professionals, regardless of what their situation or what their actual job is. Like we've had doulas, you know, take our course and you know, other, you know, crazy stuff. Chances are you need about 30 clients or less. Right. You don't need a website for that. Not for 30 clients. Um, it makes us feel good. It makes us feel like grownups to have one. And if you have the time and the resources and you want to, and it makes you feel better, cool. No judgment. I did it. And that's why I say it's a productive procrastination thing. That's exactly what I did. Yeah. And the only reason it's still there is because it makes me feel like a grown up. And that's just being honest, right? Um, all of my clients come from social media. I have not once gotten a client from my website. Uh, people refer to it, sure, but it all happens, you know, via social media. Um, I've gotten, I've had a company reach out to send me a product to review. Like that's, probably the most exciting thing that's happened for it. Um, and I'm not going to use it for SEO marketing or anything like that because the amount of clients that I meet personally, it's just not necessary. Yeah. You're, you're not like a big fortune 500 company that needs to reach, you know, no. yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, if you're running a membership site, which is a whole mm -hmm. different conversation, then that's different. Um, if you're doing low, 
low price a low price approach then because you then you need high volume um i think that most people would probably agree that they would rather have fewer clients that pay more than the other way around so yeah a website just isn't necessary and is a huge time suck um and you just don't aren't likely to get a huge return on, on investment for your time and money at least early on later down the road maybe but especially first off like i will come at you and find you and tell you not to mess with it like it's it's that useless at the beginning of your journey so yeah it is so i mean if somebody is going to go ahead and do a website whether they just you know want to feel like a grown-up like like you said yeah maybe they do have the time or whatever that case is do you think then it's just like let's just have something more basic like make sure it looks nice but not you know 50 different pages and and absolutely yeah keep it so like when you first go to a website you have what's called above the fold so usually it's that Mm -hmm. big image and there's a button usually on that image um that's a great place if you're going to do an ethical bribe that's a great place to do that. So if you're trying to build an email list, it totally makes sense to have that. Um, You know, so it may be like, you know, how to reset your kitchen for success as a working mom, like, and you know, click here to get your free guide, whatever. Um, But it should be, there should only be as many words on there as absolutely necessary. I think we tend to over explain. So it should be super clear about what you do, who you help. Um, it should show off your personality some, absolutely. Um, but don't get into all of the details about what you do. Because like I mentioned earlier, they just don't care. Um, your job is just to paint a picture about that you understand where they are now and you understand where they want to be and that you know how to bridge the gap there. That's all that they really need to know. Um, you can accomplish that in one page. It's like you want that one line bio we talked about from social media with a nice picture. <laughs> yeah, kind of, right? Um, you know, it, part of it will depend whether you just decide to display your pricing or not. Um, you know, that would be a separate page potentially. Um, and, you, you know, your sales copy for that. Um, if you want to write a blog because you enjoy writing, like don't feel like you have to. Um, only do it if you enjoy it because otherwise you're going to hate it and it's not going to turn out right and it's just not worth doing if you don't enjoy it um and really i love that you went there because that was my next question yeah (laughs) there's yeah so many so many possibilities of what you could be doing that like lean into your strengths um i talk to people all day long because i enjoy it um writing Meh, not so much. So why make myself do it if it's not something I'm interested in? Because I feel like I should do it. Like that just doesn't right. make sense. Um, so you have an about me page, um, services page, home page. Uh, you might have an application page if you decide to make people apply before. Like if they don't purchase straight from the website, they might apply to work with you if you decide to do right. that. Um, outside of that, please make sure that you have your terms of use and privacy policy on there because that's kind of important. Um, outside of that, a contact me page, like if they have questions or a, a, not even a page, like a spot that's very clear about where that's at. And that's really Box it. to email you or something. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't need to be fancy. It just needs to be really clear about who you help and what you do and what to do from the page. Like give them clear direction, make sure navigation isn't messy, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, there is a really great person that does uh, website design, uh, my personal trainer, 
website.com, Dan Salcom. Like if you look at his portfolio, really great examples of what that should kind of look like. Um, and he's excellent at what he does. Um, but if you want a point of reference, like mm-hmm. literally all he does is personal trainer websites. Um, so oh, okay. would be a reference point. Very like, clear with, specific. Exactly, 100%. Like anytime somebody mentions a, you know, a website for a personal trainer, that's exactly where we send him because that's what his specialty is. Um, just like if you had um, heart issues, sure, a general pr- practitioner is good, but like you kind of want a heart doctor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so same idea here. Yeah, great. Um, so the fun one, uh, do you have any thoughts on the legal stuff, the hoops yeah. we got to jump through and all that? I mean, yeah. So, um, a few things, a part of it is going to depend on obviously what your job is. If you are a doctor, that's a different thing. Um, yeah. you will want to understand your scope of practice, just like, you know, every job, um, and understand your insurance. Um, so from an insurance perspective, if you are doing online training, there are two things that you will want to talk to your potential insurance provider about that a, they should cover your clients no matter where they are in the world. So if you decide that you want to take someone from Australia, that you would be able to, some insurance providers will keep you, you know, centralized, you know, maybe in the U S only. And if that's, and if you're okay with that, great. But like the cool, the cool thing about being online is you can work with anybody anywhere and that's so much fun um and you learn so much you make great connections um but i digress uh but you want to make sure that they'll they'll cover your you no matter where your client is throughout the world second thing you want to make sure is that they uh the insurance provider does not require you to meet the person face to face first so whether that's in person or via skype zoom whatever um, and make sure that that is not a prerequisite for you to be covered Um, make sure that you tell them everything that you're doing, especially personal trainers. If you are recommending supplements, they may or may not cover that or may require you to get additional, uh, coverage. So be crystal clear with them about what services you're providing. So they know how to give you an accurate quote. Yeah. I love that. Especially, you know, again, being that we're talking to coaches, like, you know, specifically, we have everything from personal trainers to nutritionists to health coaches to MDs to pharmacists, you know, all sorts of, you know, all across the spectrum of anybody in, in kind of the health field. And so there's definitely a big difference, not only in what people are going to offer, what kind of help, you know, if you're going to give someone a specific workout or a specific um, dietary recommendation, that's obviously different for me giving a dietary recommendation than it would be for someone who's a health coach, but also a registered dietitian. <laughs> yeah. And look at the laws. I mean, like Florida is nuts about the nutrition title, like a, a dietitian nutritionist, like you can't do like, as like, if I were to live in Florida, I could not give any nutrition recommendations for the most part. Right. Um, like I, they people have gotten, you know, cease and desist letters and all sorts of crazy stuff because the rules are very strict there. And they're like, yeah, whatever. (laughs) Well, and that's even, you know, when you mentioned that, that's even with you having a nutrition certification as well. So yeah, yeah, um, unless you're an RD, like you don't get to do that. Yeah, Georgia, where I live, it's RDs and pharmacists that can do that, for example. So, so that's where, you know, because a follow up question that someone had as well about this part is like, is it very specific to the state? I think it's not only specific to the state, but also specific to um, your specific profession or credentials, whatever you've got. 
as well as just what, you know, what are the exact services you're offering? So, you know, a lot of the times if I'm coaching somebody and we want to talk about nutrition, I'm in a pretty fortunate situation that I'm with a company where we've got dietitians that I can say like, Hey, if you want specific answers, ask Karen or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, wait, wait until next week. Yep. Um, but otherwise, you know, it, it just keep it general and let them make the decisions on what are they specifically doing with that. And you just help them. Uh, it's what I love about the, the whole coaching theory is that your biggest job is to help them find the blind spots and, you know, the, the things that they need to do to bridge that gap and stick to it. Yeah. Our job isn't to tell them what to do. Right. Yeah. Like our job is, is kind of a tour guide, but they live in their favorite city. They know, but we might be able to help them find like the little odds and ends that they may have missed. Um, but yeah. no, at no point are we really telling them what to do. It's just offering guidance about what they're interested in doing already. Um, so yeah, other, you know, kind of not just like legal stuff. Um, make sure if you're, uh, at least personal trainers, uh, your par queue needs to get done because that's a requirement usually through your insurance provider. And you can ask them about what requirements they they may have as yeah. well. They may request that you get certain uh, paperwork filled out for each client. So find that out. Um, and your liability form, make sure that that's good. Uh, there are plenty of free examples online, but you're going to want to take it to a local attorney that knows your your area to make sure that you were covered based on your local laws. Yeah, because that, that was going to be the other thing that I was wondering from you is, you know, you hear these recommendations, you know, you, you're, you're like, okay, I'm going to start this business. And you start Googling and you're looking up, all right, let's see, what do I need to do? Oh, I need to take my paperwork or my liability forms or my, you know, health history questionnaires and all this stuff to an attorney and have them look at it. Where do I find an attorney? <laughs> yeah. so my, my favorite thing is that, at least in the U.S., we have the Small Business Administration. And there is usually your SCORE mentorship program that you can reach out to locally that is made up of uh, volunteers. And often okay. they either have people that are um, like volunteers and do services for free to help small businesses, or they do it at a discounted rate. Um, so certainly check with your local SCORE mentorship program, which is ran by your small business administration as a starting point. And they can certainly point you in the right direction if they don't have a volunteer already. Um, and really just your liability form, your, your health questionnaire and that kind of stuff, what you were provided by your certification company is sufficient. Um, but the actual liability form, I would absolutely, you know, have someone look at. Right. Yeah. That's great. Awesome. That's a perfect answer because that's actually one of the things that I've always worried about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, way to go sorry. I mean, like mm -hmm. if you have a potential client signing up today, like imperfect action, right? Like go ahead and, and use the free example, but have it on your to-do list to have it looked at. And then once yeah. you have everybody that signed the, the imperfect one, re-sign it. Um, the new edition, sure. you're updating your paperwork and whatever, because um, it's better than nothing. And we don't want that to stop you because you're freaked out about not having it. You have something that's good enough for now, but certainly make sure that you, you get a, a more appropriate one for where you are locally. Right. We need, we need like fine print, like, you know, Amber's saying taking perfect action, but uh, she's not saying yeah. that your forms are going to work. Just exactly. As soon as yeah, you're <laughs> just, there's just no way to know. I mean, there's, you know, county by county, there could be differences depending yeah. on where you register your business. So like, 
there's no way for for anybody to give you a, a perfect answer short of a local attorney. Right. It's great. Well, I mean, is there anything else that you want people to know about kind of what you're up to or, you know, where, where you want us to find you and things like that? Sure. Um, if you don't mind, what I would love to kind of plug for uh, the OTA, because especially if they are looking at doing online training, um, I mean, we're the gold standard. I mean, we've been doing this for eight years. We are the company that does this. Um, so if you want to get a free copy of John's uh, Wealthy Fit Pro's Guide to Online Training, pretty book here. Um, it's, it's basically the Cliff Notes edition of the course. Um, and you can get a free copy of it. Just pay shipping and handling. If you go to go.theptdc.com, um, you can get a free copy of it. And then um, I think if you're in the US, it's like $7.95 for shipping and international is $4.99. Um, and that's just to cover, you know, shipping costs and like the mom and pop shops that are, you know, kind of putting it out there for us. Uh, and then you'll also get a ebook version and an audiobook version sent to your email right away. So you'll have that to get started with. Um, so if you, if this is something that you're wanting to pursue, like that's where you start. Yeah, no, that's great. And one thing that I kind of want to throw in there because you did kind of skim over it or briefly mention it at one point as we were discussing today is that while the focus, you know, the specific, uh, you know, discussion and the specific type of people that you're typically working with is personal trainers who are doing um, fitness and exercise type training online a lot. You're also working with nutritionists, you said doulas even, and we had really anybody who wants... Any online business. Like we had someone that wants to teach guitar online. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the Online Trainer Academy is just at its core a fantastic business course. That's all it is. But we're looking at it through the lens of the health and fitness industry um and applying it there um we were but, looking at it through the lens of where john started where you started where you know everybody who's involved exactly we're trainers uh, <laughs> I, it, it's still just a good business course and you know yeah. everything is um is adjustable you know we know that the what we teach works but everything is different per person so like just like your advice as a trainer you know everything works in theory but you may have to adjust it per person so it's the same right. thing um, but it's, you know, again, if you're wanting to do online, uh, services for the health and fitness industry, like that's a no brainer certification. Yeah. yeah. The, so the other thing then just to tack on to the end of that as well is one of the roles that you take on there is kind of mentoring people who have, who have been through the course. Yep. And, um, so just kind of wanted to mention to everybody that, you know, when you talk about making specific changes, based on what you're actually doing, that there, that there actually are even mentors that are available to help you like you might work with Amber. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's funny, right? Like we, we ask people to spend X amount of money with us mm. as coaches. And then sometimes we like hem and haw, right? A little bit about joining a mentorship program, but like, like you should, coaches need coaches. Um, yeah. And we have a team of nine coaches. Um, all of us have our own personal training business or online personal training businesses. Um, and so we know exactly what you're going through. And if you want to, uh, you know, talk about the material, if you want us to review your website with you, if you want to strategize about social media, like really anything that you feel like you need, we're there. Um, and you can reach out as often as you feel like you need. Like I have some that I talk to several times a week and some are like quarterly because that's all they need. So it's really about what you need, but it's um, once we introduced this feature of the uh, certification, like 
success just, you know, really went up for, for people that joined. So yeah. um, definitely would suggest, you know, using that feature, whether you enroll with a plan that doesn't have it necessarily at the um, start of it, or you start with the, the coaching, you have the option of either or, or you can upgrade later. Either way is fine, but just know that you have a team of people, so you're not doing it alone. Because uh, it can be very lonely, you know, starting an online business because you're at home and, you know, doing stuff. And, and sometimes you just need someone to talk to that knows what you're going through. Uh, yeah. That's probably most of my job. I, as trainers, we often are, you know, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, just random therapist, right? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we hear everything. Uh, and we kind of function the same way to a certain extent. Token, that's the word I was looking for, token therapist. Yeah um and it's kind of the same thing sometimes you just need to vent to someone who gets it um but we're we're there for whether it's that or you know figuring things out with your business yeah and you know it's funny that you mentioned that like the idea of like the token therapist or just the idea of venting to somebody that gets it and i, I mean i can remember multiple times when you know a few years back when you and i lived literally right around the corner from each other mm-hmm. i can remember walking over to your house and like we would just Chat. Talk, like, literally just vent some of that stuff and yeah. maybe not even be specifically productive but just it's it is a great thing to have and i've seen some of the sort of cliff notesy ideas you know of, of, of kind of how this stuff works so i definitely front on the business side of how to do this I, I love what what uh what jonathan and what you guys have put together there so definitely a good recommendation so um on that note Thank you so much for bringing some of this information. I, I think there's a lot of great stuff in here. Hopefully everybody has uh, gotten a little bit of value out of it and I yeah. uh, really appreciate you coming to talk to us. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Everybody's welcome. You know, if they want to find me on Facebook and friend me, send me a message. Great. Welcome it. Um, happy to help. Cool. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. Good to see you. All right. You too. Thanks everybody. And we will talk to you in a few days. I hope you found that helpful. So if you'd like to become a health coach, or maybe you already are a health coach and you'd like some additional training and more skills, or perhaps you're a health professional, a doctor, nurse, dietitian, etc., who would like to be able to influence your patients more effectively, again, check it out, wellstartcoach.com. All right, have a great day.